Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Definitely keen to hear what um, what Nick has to say, what you have to say, buddy, about uh, uh, Loki and the, or, and the multiverse to be precise. I mean, I've got thoughts oh, and feelings I'm on Loki, so but multiverse itself. Yeah. 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 So, do you watch The Boys, Danny? Yes, sir. Yeah, I love it. Did you at least click on that article? Jammer doesn't even watch oh. it, but I want people to talk. I want to talk about it. Soldier Boy's costume because actually they they have such a claim for their. Uh, I guess I could. They have such a claim for their costume work that uh, Superman and Lois actually borrowed their costume designer between seasons to, so that the person who did a hit Homelander's costume would do oh, really? uh, would do Superman's new costume and Superman and Lois. Wow, I didn't know that. Cool. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not really surprising because the costume stuff in, in Boys is fantastic. What were the yeah. costumes like yeah. in that in that recent Netflix show that has now been cancelled that I'm not going to bother watching? What were they? That was... Obviously, I've only ever seen Steel. They were so stupid. They looked like a CW show. uh, Yeah, they did. CW does better than that, I think, most of the time. I'm not even a CW defender. I think that... uh, um, I thought it looked like a 90s superhero costume from, like, Batman 90s films. That's how bad (laughs) I thought Jupiter's legacy costumes are. And with that, I guess we've already started the show. So uh Ooh, have we? Okay, I wasn't prepared for that. Welcome everybody to Breaking Geek Creator the Podcast, the flagship what's the premier. other thing he says? The flagship <laughs> premiere and premiere an international podcast for LRMonline.com. I am your host, Joseph Jammer Medina, joined today by one and only uh Nicholas Dahl. Hello, as well as the other one and only Danny Bartlett. That's me. Hello. And we got some news to talk about today. Obviously, every week we have news, but this is an especially exciting week on the review front because we will be discussing Loki, the latest Marvel Studios Disney Plus series, uh, the third one that we got this year, the third one period. And could it be the best? Does it top WandaVision? Does it top Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Is that possible to answer after one episode? (laughs) No, no, does the first episode. Okay. <laughs> does the premiere episode, you know, supersede what we've seen so far or what we saw in the first episodes of the other shows? Um, more on that later. But for starters, let's jump into the first news item of the day, which I will let Nick take the lead on because it has everything to do with a franchise that he is morbidly obsessed with. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but obsessed with like if you've been following nick on anything he has been losing his his shit all over indiana jones (laughs) and uh it has been it has been adorable to watch happen so nick tell us what you have been oozing over this past week 
we got Indiana Jones is actually shooting, and there are set picks. And I don't usually don't give a shit about set picks from even Marvel, Mission Impossible, a little bit. Okay, you say there are set picks. What do the set picks show? Okay, well, first they were just showing. Um, someone took video. Also, um, that's an, they're using an old castle. They're shooting in uh, northern UK. Um, couldn't tell you where, where to be precise. Northern UK is that Scotland or is that? I think they're in a Scot. I don't know. Honestly, they're I in Scotland and in Yorkshire. Apparently, they're in Scotland filming some of the stuff that involves a uh, castle potentially mm-hmm. or a castle if we're going to speak proper English. Uh, and apparently, there was something going on in Yorkshire too, where uh, I'm sure you're about to touch on, where Harrison was seen out on his bike. That's right. Well, first, the castle we're speaking of is dressed up all World War II like um bags bags of sand uh barbed wire they just recently i think as of yesterday put up a sign and started adding like nazi flags and stuff um you know like a sign like please don't take pictures of the set and then of course a picture of the sign that says please don't take pictures of the set went up yesterday (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then um we've also been seeing before we saw any sign of ford or his stunt double we've also been seeing uh train there's a train with a bunch of nazi vehicles on it and nazi and sick like swastikas on the train itself which is funny well that's not funny but uh it's actually the same set of tracks they use for mission impossible 7 for like the last year and a half um to bring it back into mission you you can see that i I rolled my eyes at that because everything always always falls back into some (laughs) mission impossible or tom cruise nude news Train, train, yeah, the same set for Indiana Jones, but uh, so obviously that int- suggests uh, something I've been pitching for a long time, just talking with other Jones fans, and Cam kind of latched on to also. Um, that we assume there's a we I, before this, I was like, I think the story should open with a World War II prologue, like DH Indiana Jones, mm. just for like a prologue, and then you jump forward to the sixties or whatever era we're actually in and the prologue be about him, like grabbing my pick was you do the spear of destiny, which is the spear that pierced Christ's skin. Um, Hitler did actually thought he had it back in the day, but it could be about Indy stealing it or something. And that's why the Reich, the third, like that's why the Nazis fail or that's why Mad Mickelson, who's really playing a Nazi scientist working at NASA. You know, we did that in real life. Uh, that's why he, he feels maybe the Nazis lost and he, so uh, the assumption would be Indiana Jones gets something the Nazis want or steal something in the opening prologue was my thought before we even saw all this world war two dressing. Cause it doesn't make sense to have a bunch of world war two dressing. If uh, it's set in the sixties or seventies, you could have Nazis, you know, like the Nazis to hide in South America, but you, they wouldn't have joint castles in a, um, <laughs> That was very good. That was one of your best um, accents you've ever done, I think. Well, I like the castle joke because uh, um, uh, in Arrest Development, there's a joke where a guy wants to go to the magic castle. And then uh, the the cabbie's like, oh, the magic castle. And he like takes him to a gay club or something. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) So you're thinking uh, then, Nick, that it's kind of like the the opening of The Last Crusade, but instead of a young Indiana Jones, it's a de-aged Harrison Ford, so to speak, a de-aged Indiana Jones. Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking, I think, I mean, that's what I would like. And now that we've seen this stuff, I'm really thinking it. um, And hopefully it is de-aging and not like, you know, casting someone else because we know Indiana Jones looked at that age and we know that the de-aging technology is pretty good. 
Um, I think that's what the last film, one of the things the last film was missing was like a real world or two Nazi connection aside from just him and Mac throwing jokes at each other about what they did in World War II. Um, so before I go on to the next bit of news, uh, including that still involves Indiana Jones. Does anyone else, and, uh, Jammer, are you a fan of the franchise? Are you tepid like sure. Kyle? Not a fan. Okay. I'm kind of like, no, 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 no. I'm not like, I mean, here's the thing. Kyle, you guys say he's not a fan. He just doesn't care. He doesn't hate it. He doesn't Well, that means he's not it. a fan. He's just kind of like. I didn't say he disliked it. I said he's not a fan. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, am I a fan? Oh, I more am. than Kyle probably, but not much more. Um, it's fine. Like I liked it. I understand its importance. I it had fun watching it many times growing up. You know, Temple of Doom is like one of those, one of those movies we all watch as kids and it's just like, oh my god, he just pulled a fucking heart out of that guy and it caught fire. Um, and that you know that that short round is so funny and all that stuff. Like I feel like we all have those types of movies and that, that's definitely one of them. I, but got, I can't say I got, that it's a franchise. My memory jammer. I saw Raiders at the cinema. I, I was front row and center when Raiders came on the big screen. It's just to show my age compared to you fucking kids. I was there for front <laughs> and center for Raiders. It's so young, in fact, that it was that stage when, when you're a kid and you want to be in the front row of the cinema. Now, you realize it's it like, sucks. As, as I got older, yeah, as I got older and more wise, not, not, not saying I'm wise, just got more wise, I was moving further and further and further and further backwards. But that was the back in the day and the young lady would come out with the... The, the sweets and stuff on a on like a box that was strapped over her neck and shoulders and stuff but the concessions um so i remember raiders in, in the beginning and i used to watch it razor lost art on an old vhs tape every saturday morning i used to take the small amount of pocket money that my dad used to give me to the shops used to spend it all on sweets bring it back and sit in front of razor lost art every saturday morning without fail rewind the tape watch it again in fact i could probably still pretty much 90% quote the whole film, even if yeah. you just put it in front of me now for word for word, in, in, including the uh, the native Indian speak at the beginning. Absolutely love that film. That, that How did you film. <laughs> I've probably seen each, I've probably seen the first one like five or six times, the second one oh, four times, and then the third one maybe two or three times. So I'm not a huge fan by any means. Not Definitely not them, a right? view. Yeah, I enjoyed them. Actually, the second one these days, really boring i find the second one really boring um but the first and third one i think are excellent movies even if i'm not like salivating for the yeah i've got got an unpopular opinion i'm not a big fucking fan of short round in the second film in temple of doom as an adult as an adult i don't think that's a big that's a big controversial uncontroversial thing i think as kids maybe he plays the same fucking character as data data but and i enjoy the goonies but in in temple of doom you've got him as annoying brat, and then you've got um, uh, I forget a bloody name now. Willie, uh, Steve Spielberg's ex-wife. Um, well, they call the character Willie half the time, doesn't? Yeah, like that's that. it. Uh, the, the annoy, the annoying female character <laughs> in that, and I, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the film itself, yeah. Oh, it's just frustrating. But it's still one of my favorites. It's still in the top three of the three films. <clears throat> oh, well, sorry. I thought, you were continue- three, I thought you were going to keep going. No, there is only three films that I've not watched. Apparently, to be honest, I got the updated Blu ray set, which is exactly the same as the old, old Blu ray set, it turns out. Oh, is it really? Oh, because oh, there's a 4K that... release too, but I don't have 4K. So I got the Blu rays, hoping there'd be new special features or at least a new design to the case. And uh, right. the only one I've watched so far is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It's the one I've seen yeah. the least. Um, yeah. okay. So I was I've got like, to ask me... you, know, Nick. 
Yeah. As a big fan, so apologies, Jam, because obviously you enjoy the films, but you're not as big a fan. I, I'd, I'd love to sure. input on this. As as the bigger, biggest fan that you are, how do you feel about Harrison coming back again? Because if, apart from all the challenges that uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, whatever it was called, had, it was always a little bit obvious that Harrison was getting a little bit old for the big fast action stuff in that film but they did well mixing the stuntman etc etc mm-hmm. and always using the hat to hide his face which is convenient but how do you feel about him being used in this film which is another 15 almost 20 years after kingdom of the crystal skull are you nervous that he won't be able to pull off that kind of action stuff and it will look a little bit um, awkward to say the least um like like samuel jackson running around in what's it called captain marvel <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, kind of, but Indy's got that, you know, he is a hands-on, um, pugilisting, um, mm-hmm. gun-coating uh, adventurer archaeologist, isn't he? And, and I, as much as I love Harrison, I love the film, I am a little bit nervous that a 70-plus, almost 80-year-old is not going to quite pull off those scenes, no matter how good they mix the stuntman mm-hmm. and the... You know the camera work, etc., etc. And this, I'm not saying I agree one way or the other. I'm just interested what you would think. I think they can get it. I think they can make it as realistic as the last one. I mean, so not like, I thought the fight scenes and stuff weren't too bad in that one. Um, but I don't think he looks like he's aged that much since the last one because he was already old as shit. I mean, um, just wait. Just, just, just wait. Scene, up, compare it up until the fridge. Up until the fridge being nuked, I thought it was really, really good. I, I really enjoyed Christmas. I wrote that, that the other night, last night, when I was watching it. I timed wait, it while I was watching it. You said, the t- "Hold on." You say up until they nuked the fridge. Wasn't that the first ten minutes of the movie? Yeah, no, seventeen. Well, that's actually. my point. I didn't enjoy it after the first fifteen oh, minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was well, like, what? That's my argument to a lot of people. You're absolutely first, right. <laughs> the first seventeen minutes are original trilogy worthy. Like they're that yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. So that warehouse chase scene in the cars and stuff and Indy's fight mm-hmm. and even getting on that rocket sled. I, I yeah. Was fantastic. So I timed it. The cool. rocket sleds when I stopped when I was watching it and I was like, okay, 17 minutes is about when the rocket sled starts. The movie's excellent until the rocket sled. There you go. Um, so I, I, there you go, Jam. I retract my previous statement. I like three films in 17 minutes. <laughs> so if okay. you, so yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you answered my question for me. I think if they could pull off that 17 minutes, then a bad, a director who's more grounded and in, honestly knows what, not, not knows what the fans want more, but knows like, I don't know, you know, like Spielberg and Lucas are kind of off into like, we don't know what people want anymore. Whereas I think James Mangold is going to bring a gravity to it that'll, it'll not, I don't want Logan gravity, but I think he'll make it work. The fight scenes and just, we won't see weird stuff like CGI gophers or um, <laughs> trees, the, <laughs> swinging from trees or trees that save your life by lowering you gently into the water. Um, I quite like the ants. <laughs> the last one. But uh, <laughs> so, um, let me go on to the next bit and then I'll ask uh, one more question. So the next bit yeah, was, yeah, just Harrison Ford's been seen both. Oh, <gasps> no, really? On set <laughs> dressed as Indiana Jones. And, Get out of uh, here. Get the fuck. Wait a second. Are you telling me that he is dressed as Indiana Jones on the set of Indiana Jones? That's the exciting shit. He hasn't worn the Why? in a while. Why? Then- I'm sorry. Why is that exciting? It just looks like an old man dressing as Indiana Jones. What is exciting about that? Nothing, nothing wrong with it. I understand the excitement of the movie. But why are people losing their shit over a, an old man in a costume? He's one of the most iconic the characters of all time. I mean, but we knew this was coming. This isn't like, oh my god! This well, is so... did we? They kept like starting and stopping. They're supposed to shoot this like four years ago. They had a director and a script and everything. 
like not even because of the pandemic, but because then they just couldn't get like Spielberg's like, no, it'll be my next film. And they like went and did something else. And then he did West Side Story. And it's like, is it your next film? I don't know. Mm-hmm. This just reminds me of I think part of the excitement comes from being on one of the sets of the last movie when they were shooting. We were just driving through town it. wherever. Can't remember what college they even used to double as his college. East Coast. It was in Connecticut. Whatever okay. big, not whatever, an important like, detail. Colleges in Connecticut, <laughs> but uh, they the whole town was dressed like the '60s, like they had wood, like like woods cool. words and stuff. And then like, uh, and they're using the campus, and they were shooting something on the campus that you couldn't see. And then we walked like through the library where they shot later. We didn't know they'd shoot there, but we were like, huh? They have like a ramp instead of stairs. Like they're gonna drive something up this instead of have people walk up it. And then of course mm-hmm. during the motorcycle chase, they drive up into the uh the the library and then um and we saw his stunt double and uh uh shia labeouf stunt double just doing like a really quick stunt in the middle of the street they'd reset and do again and the pas were keeping us away but they'd like you know action do it and then cut and they have all the all the extras would walk back and all the cars would drive backwards into their spots and um it was cool i got a thumbs up from a stunt double <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, I've been close was, to Harrison was it was it that, Shia LaBeouf but... stunt double by LaChef? Probably, if that's how stunt double names work. <laughs> that's how. It Where works. did he put his thumb up? Where did his thumb go up? What? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, Jones's <laughs> guy, not Shia LaBeouf's guy. Fuck that dude. Oh, anyway. okay. I thought it was Shia LaBeouf's dude. No, no. It's I like got from the I real man telling you about this story. Stunt double to Harrison. If it was Shia LaBeouf stunt double, I wouldn't even say anything about it. My sister reminded me of one of the best parts of that story is when we were standing outside the closed off set, which probably had Ford actually shooting on it. Um, there was this uh, homeless guy who's next to us. And he's like, he was just shouting, Harrison Ford, clear and present danger. <laughs> he kept yelling those, that's the movie he chose that he kept yelling aloud, it's clear and present danger. That's really funny. It's so like when I sent the first picture to my sister of the current shooting, she sent back a text that said, clear and present danger. That's really awesome. But yeah, no, That makes just, the entire story worth it. There you go. It's just, yeah, it excites me so much. Um, like I followed it last time. I woke up early in the morning, especially on the West Coast for the trailer release, which was like on Good Morning America or some shit. It was there for the title. I don't know. It's more exciting to me than Mission Impossible or a Marvel movie, just because there are less of them shot in my lifetime. And I do like Raiders better than Mission Impossible. Like this is technically the third one they shot in my lifetime, but I was a baby when they shot the first movie. So it's not technically I mean, the third yeah, movie. It is. It is the oh, third one in your life. Baby, when they shot it, there was me watching it on the big screen. Bastard. Wait, wait. So when did they shoot so the, the third one? I meant. Yeah. What? When did they shoot the third one? Uh, they were shoot. They came out in '89, so they were still shooting in '88 when I was All right, born. Cool. So yeah, three. We've we've lived through the production of most of the Indiana Jones movies at this point. And yeah, I've only been aware of one, and I was able to follow it. And there's probably nostalgia following the set stuff. That's why, like. Yeah, most movies, I'm excited for the final product. I'm excited for a set photo or two to be like, oh, that's what, oh, that's cool. They're using the that set, which means this is going to happen in Avengers, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not much of a speculator. Like, because I feel like, oh, he's in a suit. He's in his outfit. <laughs> cool. Like, it's fine. I mean, I guess what it is, is also like, I never really felt like Han Solo came back in Star Wars. Like, he just felt like Harrison Ford saying words that, are supposed to be from Han Solo. It didn't quite feel the same to me. 
it always just feels like Harrison Ford. So it's really hard for me to watch Harrison Ford in, you know, in these old franchises and think it's anyone other than Harrison Ford. So when I just see it, it just, I just see Harrison Ford in an outfit. Um, just interesting. Cause I agree about the new star Wars movie. Maybe that's a bad sign. Cause they were shot more recently than crystal skull, but watching crystal skull, he's in full like Jones mode. Like, yeah, I guess I wasn't, as critical. I wasn't stuff. as critical with, with or I watched the movie once and I wasn't as critical about his performance in it. I don't think I was tapped into that aspect of it at the time. So I couldn't say one way or the other if, if I felt like he did better tapping into his old character than he did with the new Star Wars movies. But we always know that he, we, we've known forever that he's more invested in Indiana Jones as a character than he ever yeah. was in Han Solo. So he I would be surprised if there was a difference. To yeah. happen with those. And with Star Wars, he's like, please just kill me off in the next one. And he's like, fuck, <laughs> you're bringing me back again? Oh, okay, fine. Hey, JJ. <laughs> so Dan, oh, I guess that's about it. Danny, you seem super excited also, just in general. You're yeah. excited for the movie. You saw some of the yeah. news yourself. Like you brought up that he's also been seen just riding a bike in town and like yeah, yeah. half it's, the time he has the mask on, half the time he doesn't. We yeah. never thought it was actually going to happen. It was all will they, will they, won't they, and it went on for years. And now, like, I mean, I guess that's the point. When you see him in costume, obviously we know he's going to be in costume, but it's that, okay, shit just got real, right? Now is no more bullshit. They are definitely going to make this film. Now, who knows? They might shut production down because someone coughs and sneezes, but ultimately this film is going to get made. Uh, and at uh, some point next year, we're going to see Indiana Jones on the big screen again. Woo! Yeah. It's exciting time. Woo! Yeah. It'll be next July. <laughs> Mission Impossible in May, this in July. It's going to be a good year. Oh, that's going to be a great year for you. Yeah, I'm and for and you. Marvel. So, well, obviously, Marvel, that's a given, you know, save for COVID years. Those are the times of year when we have the big fitness conventions in the US. So, I may well be on that, that side of the oh. Atlantic. Ooh. Fitness oh, conventions. He's already right. made a let's, promise. Let's, and we know that Jones is coming back to the US of A at some point. It's going to have to be. BGRTP uh, meetup. It's got to happen. I don't know. I, I thought in Jonesy the same room as each other. Jonesy keeps uh, claimed once that he would fly out to Colorado to watch Mission Impossible 7 with Chamber and me. So we'll see if that actually happens. <laughs> you can join too if you're here that time. All right. There you go. There, there, there's the date. I'll buy the popcorn. Just don't touch my leg. <laughs> What's next? All right. Um, so next we'll cover it really quick since we kind of already talked about before the show ever is ever this is not a good visual thing for people at home but if you're at home um we've got our first official look in fact we've been getting lots of content which is interesting from amazon studios of uh the boys material they had like a special boys event last weekend they released a music video yesterday um from season two of uh starlight or starfire whatever singing the song about a uh, translucent they released a whole music video for us so they're releasing boys content like it's coming soon. Um, Los hombres. And so yeah, we have our first costume from Soldier Boy, which is a which is literally their version of Captain America. He was the first American soup, and he had his own little group of superheroes, just like how Captain America in the comics had not just the Howling Commandos, but sometimes he, in the original original comics, uh, Namor and. Uh, uh, human Tor- there's a version of the human torch not johnny storm that existed during world war ii in the comics like back when they were writing the world war ii comics so they all served together but so he has a team like that he's played by uh jensen eccles that's right uh from supernatural because the showrunner on this show used to write for supernatural 
And basically when supernatural season ended, he grabbed the entire writer's room and brought them over to the boys also. Um, but yeah, which, uh, it, which regime, which supernatural regime was it? Was it the first, the I don't first know. Cause the guy five seasons or like later part, it would be, this guy would, uh, the, the co-show creator would be from the beginning part, but okay. he grabbed everyone who was at the show at the end. Like basically okay. all the writers when supernatural ended from like the final season, he was like, Hey, I'll hire you over here at the boys because you guys are rock and I love and that's why he hired Jensen Eccles as well. The suit is so it's he's got the old school Captain America shield looking shape um, and his shoot. And then the picture we have of him, it's his green outfit because he does switch from World War Two. He's more colorful like Cap, but he switches to the gr- green for modern days. And it's just I don't know. I really like looking at the boys costumes because they, they even look better than some of the Marvel ones in my opinion, with like Homelander, just the texture and everything is great. And as we were, as we were saying before we introduced the show, um, a lot of other shows have been borrowing the costume designer from the boys to uh, like, to read like Superman's costume on Superman and Lois, which is one of the best Superman costumes is uh, done by the same woman who did Homelander and who did this one. So what do you guys think? Like, what do you think, Danny, since you actually watched the show about the look they're giving Soldier Boy? Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it again right now. I, I think it, it definitely has that, which is obviously their, their goal. They're definitely going for the Captain America vibe when he was um, in the late later on in the films. I, I've not read the comics though, Nick. So I'm going to take it after reading through the article. Take it that it does. It is fairly comic book accurate as far as some of the, the, the little nuances on the costume go. I really like it though. It looks really um, gritty and, and fit for purpose, so to speak. Is that the kind of character he is in the comics? Is he, or is it, am I, am I gonna be like, not disappointed, but am I gonna be surprised about his characteristics as this version of Cap America, as Soldier Boy? I haven't actually read the comics the either. Um, no? But I think one of his main purposes in the comics is like, he feels like like he was the original Homelander. He was the superstar. He was like the first super celebrity in that way. And he either, either he, him and Homelander probably resent each other, I assume. And he, I think, yeah. And I assume he's just he, knowing the universe. I'm sure he's just as violent, doesn't care about innocent. Is he like, on a similar power level as Homelander? Or is it, are they both like the perfect super soldiers in that sense? Well, he's more they... like Captain America. Captain America obviously isn't as super powered as a lot like Thor and stuff. So, or like right. stick Captain America next to Superman. Captain America can't fly or shoot lasers out of his head. So he's, he's lower level soup. Um, one of the things I like about the costume looking at now is he has the Vought logo on his shoulder. <laughs> which is very important in the series. Oh, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I think it's it, there. Is, we have seen them once on the series, technically. And the, I think the pilot, they're, they're showing the Vought Enterprises building. There is a statue of a guy with a machine gun, and that's actually Soldier Boy. He's not even using his shield in the picture, in the statue they have made of him. Okay. So I'm assuming he's overly violent. And terrible, like so all the what rest do you, of the boys. What do you think then is his going to be his his role in the show then? Because he's wearing the Vot um, logo, so he's part of, should we say, that team, or is he not? Is he being coming in to take on Homelander, or what? What do you think it's going to be the storyline for him in, in season three then? You know what? I bet. I bet he's brought into the seven. They don't have a full okay. seven right now. I don't think. Oh, they what, definitely then- don't. 
and, and then he'll 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 go head to head with Homelander, or they're just going to make up this this fantastic duo, or they're going to be lovers because it wouldn't put them past me if they turned out to be lovers. Seriously, I See bet by the end go. of it, depending on how much Homelander goes off the rails in this current season, which looks like it'll be a lot, that uh, yeah. just based on what we know, um, maybe at some point it'll be him trying to stop Homelander, or maybe he's given the team and that pisses off Homelander even more, you know. Because I think eventually Vought's gonna start punishing Homelander. I think, and by Vought I mean uh, Giancarlo Esposito, CEO of Vought. <laughs> <laughs> One thing uh, yeah, I, I am interested yeah. about: I haven't seen uh-huh. more than a few episodes of the show, um, but I, I'm excited to see Jensen Eccles do something that's not supernatural. Because I remember for the first few seasons of Supernatural, it's just like, oh, this guy kind of reminded me of of uh, the hell's that guy's name who plays Oliver Queen. Oh, Steve Amell. Stephen Amell, where it's just like, I felt like for the first few seasons, they're like, oh, these guys could probably do pretty well on the big screen. And then they just kept doing their show forever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. so it's nice to see him doing something else. And knowing the boys, he might not even get a full season. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess that's our World War II news for the day. <laughs> but <laughs> excuse me. Um, let's see. We can use that. Marvel Speaking time. of Namor in World War II, oh, it's it's a rumor. It hasn't been cast test, but like had a little. It's just, you know someone has a source. Let's see who. Oh, it's we don't put the source in easy placement. I want to find out. Why you Illumin- say the nerdy? Okay, the Illuminati. They've been doing a lot of scoops lately. I don't know how accurate they've been. Um, honestly, they just seem to have a lot. But they're saying. Something that had been rumored before that Namor would be the villain in Black Panther 2. Okay, least... well, we have to make sure. I'll so you're, you're saying Namor. It's, it's I, Namor? I, think just, I think it's Namor, but I just wanted to make sure because the way you said it, I, I just didn't realize you were saying a name until I thought about it. So Namor, the Let's say Namor then. I don't know how it's actually oh, pronounced. It could, be, it could be Namor. It could be, but I mean, it's a comic. I don't think... Has I've it, never heard it pronounced mean, said aloud. I don't think I've ever so. heard it pronounced either. So it's like... It just Namor threw me off. So Say nothing Namor, against what you then. said. Namor. Uh, he's rumored no more. a while back. No more. <laughs> Say Namor. <laughs> <laughs> it was as going as back as Endgame. People were like, uh, they thought he might be in Black Panther too because there's a line from one of the Dora Milaje. Uh, I can't remember her character's name. The main Okoye? one. Yeah. The, the, orig- the ones in the movies, not in the TV series. Uh, so they were all reporting into Black Widow in that one scene, um, mm-hmm. and and she's like, you know, nothing more than earthquakes off the coast. Like we've been nothing been weird except for weird earthquakes in the ocean. And so oh, people yeah, like, so ooh, is that a little like? Nate, are we getting Namor soon? You know, like so it's rumored that he has been cast in Wakanda forever, and he could be. We could be kind of seeing Atlanteans versus Wakandans type movie. That'd be dope. Um, would Wakanda have a coastline? What? How would that happen? What? It could be on the coast of Africa. I don't know. Or maybe there's a I tunnel. Was. I thought it was there's right a in tunnel the of leading underwater. I think part of the idea from the comics too is that like they're unlike the rest of Africa, which is like you know normal like like us. Like you go to a big city in Africa, it's just like normal civilization. And Atlantis and Wakanda are like super advanced, almost as guardian. Which is why they would be fighting each other, or Wakanda would be responsible for taking him on 
And though no, obviously in the end, he's going to be a good guy. He's he was part of the Fox deal. So um, really quick, I, I decided to look up Wakanda and it's it's presumed location. According to Marvel fandom database, it looks like it is exactly the same thing. Okay, it looks like it's west of Ethiopia, and there's this river, there's this little lake. I don't know the name of it, but it's it's it borders a lake. Yeah, it definitely borders the lake. We can't tell if it's a lake. It says Lake Victoria. Now that is it, Lake Victoria. Yeah, it says Lake Victoria Nyanza. That's there. So that to me says that it's it's landlocked. It's not. I mean, yes, it's on water. It's on a lake, but not the ocean where say no more is located. So, <laughs> yeah i mean we'll see what happens like i said tunnels man they could they could dig tunnels that go straight into the ocean go whoosh, underneath underneath Ethiopia and kenya and somalia oh, just underneath all of them whoosh, and the straight dwarves out have the dug too deep the dwarves have dug too deep and they've upset the the lower level bad guys balrogs we cannot stay up oh, we we cannot we tuck. cannot fight we cannot fight <laughs> <laughs> cannot fight. Oh no, we cannot get out. We cannot get out. <laughs> I just like the fool of a tuck line. That's my favorite part. Fool of a tuck. Put yourself in next time and rid us of your stupidity. So. <laughs> Gamma matching cam for his knowledge right now. Well, it's the quoting of lines. At least. It's a quote of a movie. I cannot quote yeah. the books. The books bored the hell out of me. Um, I read them all. <laughs> But the thing is, like, it's it's a good story, it's good world building, but the man does not know how to make dramatic tension a thing, and so it's really hard <laughs> to get through. It's just like I don't know if you've ever read the books, but I think it takes Frodo like fifty fucking years to decide to leave the Shire, and it's like <laughs> no sense of urgency. Just like oh, I'm just gonna fuck around for decades, well, and then finally leave. It's like all right, that's not is a huge that deal. really true. I mean, I don't know if it's 50 years, but, but it's a it's long multiple time. Multiple years, it's not even like it's, it's, a week or something. I think it's at least, I think it's at least decades. Um, Jesus. And, and then also no like, do you remember that the scene in the movie where he gets stabbed and um, they have to like usher him away and that, and I, if I recall from the books, he's just like walking around. It's like, oh, I'm not feeling great, but walking around, no big deal. No sense of urgency, just walking around. Um, the best yeah, part of the says. books was at the beginning of, uh, the two towers when there is the sort of infighting between the Urukai and the orcs. It's just, it's like, oh my God, conflict. Oh my God, actual conflict. I'm so excited. And it was like, it lasted like a handful of pages and it was done. And I was like, oh, okay, now we're just back to things just happening. It was, uh, like I said, I respect the, the guy and what he's done and the stories, tell, stories he tells, but boring, boring. Wow, Gauntlet has been thrown. An author it's a taste has thing. criticized it's a taste thing. <laughs> It's a taste thing. A it's a personal author. taste thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a greater <laughs> author. Yeah, no. No, I was saying he's better than you. Oh, oh so yeah, an author obviously. criticizes a greater author. I'm just kidding. You might be better. I haven't read your stuff. No, I'm not. It's been a while since <laughs> I read not. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you make it sound terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, not my, it's not my flavor. It's not my flavor of the week. It doesn't even make any sense what I just said, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, so, so anyway, what kind of from Lake Victoria? <laughs> so, the <laughs> actor from Narcos, Mexico, Tenoch Huerta. Oh my um, god, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> names, dude. Well, I need to, I need to see it where, where it Click is. Click on the article. I'm, lo- I'm in the article, I'm just looking for his name. Look where Narcos, Mexico is highlighted, it's right before that. Okay, so it was already reported that he was playing a villain in the movie. Um, also, they've been casting, uh, 
what they're they've been calling the Mayan warriors in quotes, kind of when Marvel's casting calls and stuff. Um, but now just the, yeah, the rumor is suggesting that they're casting people of that ethnicity to actually play Atlanteans. Um, oh. So like Mayans, you know, would kind of be like, oh, an extinct race. And the Atlanteans are, the Mayans aren't really part of Marvel history. And obviously the Atlanteans are a big part. Um, and this is obviously something they weren't able to do before because Fox owned him with the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. I don't know. I don't think he's a, literally a mutant, but he was part of Fox's stable that didn't get touched. So anyway, well, have as, any... far, as far as how to pronounce it, it's, it's de noche huerta. I got the second part right, I think. Only I may have been too hard on the H. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so is that what do you guys think about that? Would that be an interesting Wakanda Forever plot to see the Atlanteans? Or would you want to see these kind of characters introduced? You mean Obviously, like uh, the Atlanteans or the, yeah. the Nem? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Especially like, I think, Namor. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Um, it could add like a whole extra. What I think I, I liked about Black Panther is Black Panther wasn't just a character. Black Panther was an entire civilization. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have the opportunity to in- introduce a whole another group of people, um, you really just are opening the world even further. And Marvel's proven that they really know how to juggle those big sort of worlds and civilizations. So I'd be excited to see uh, what type of world it is. Yeah, me too. I concur with Mr. Jammer. Yeah, I and the way you brought it up too, I agree because I don't. Kenneth Branagh did fine with Asgard, but yeah, Ryan Coogler's done the best so far. Like, here's yeah, here's a civilization as a character. Yeah, Asgard as a civilization, it really. But I mean, I, I think that's an, a Marvel thing early on. They very yeah. much to their detriment focused on the characters. Shiny. Yeah. No, it's I mean, focus on the kid. Like they're they're literally like we need so, yeah so exactly like the five same characters like. Yeah, just focus like on, Asgard, on there's just Odin, Thor, Loki, and the Warriors three and they're six. Very, like they're very they're very um very hyper focused on the main characters. And to their credit, I think that's part of the reason why the first phase and second phase even did so well was because they were focused on the main characters and they got us to care about them. And then now that we care about the characters, we can now care about the bigger things. And uh Marvel has essentially allowed us or allowed themselves to take bigger risks these days and we're automatically more invested because, you know, we can introduce a whole other civilization because we're already invested in Black Panther and their civilization. So like half of the work is kind of already done and they don't need to worry about just keeping us invested anymore as much on a shallow single level. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially since they kind of have to make it even more about Wakanda, just not, not necessarily. I'm still expecting someone like Shuri to be an actual Black Panther. Well, I mean, since, since they're not recasting T'Challa, yeah, you're right. Because if they if they had decided to recast Chella, then they wouldn't have had to. It'd be different, but they decided not to, which I still don't agree with. But at the same time, it's like that's just a there's no there's no right answer for that situation that they're in. To be perfectly honest, it's just what I think is that Black Panther is bigger than Chadwick Boseman. But I understand where yeah. they're coming from and why they did it. It's just really disappointing that Black Panther went through everything he did in Black Panther, and is now gone off screen we don't know what he's doing or if he's passed away or not but yeah now they have to focus on side characters which good thing everyone loved the side characters so much in mm-hmm. the first black panther like they were the highlight like uh black panther himself was i wouldn't want to say he was boring but he was like sort of the the reliable center of it was a it. constant he did he did what he had to do <laughs> but he wasn't the most interesting part of it agreed cool yeah speaking what's next of, speaking of marvel and mainstays uh anthony mackie said how long kind of 
not like how long he'd like to play the character, but almost in the other way, put like a time cap on how long he wants to play Captain America. Um, he said, I definitely don't want to be a 55 year old Captain America. So I've got a solid six to eight years in me. Which is what, two films? In Marvel time, that's not very long. <laughs> I mean, he's been in other films to have his character build up. And obviously we've seen the TV show, but like, yeah, Chris Evans' Captain America was in the universe for about 11 years as Captain America. But I mean, I but here's the thing. We've seen a it's lot. Like, we have to understand it's crazy to think about is we now have characters, like uh, secondary characters that have been around longer than the main characters now or are going to be around longer. Like Falcon is one of them. Like, he's going to be around when he's done. By the time he's, he's going to be around probably like, years. like half a decade more than Chris Evans did. Um, if you look at some like, I mean, Happy Hogan is still running around the MCU right now, which is crazy. Loki, I mean, yeah. Bucky, Loki Bucky. also, but Bucky, he's he's Loki. still going strong and he was in the first Avenger. Yeah, like all these characters that have been around from like almost day one or phase one and are going to be around. Oh, Vision was for a little while and probably well, will continue to be in white Vision form. Yeah, so I just, yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's what I mean, but like, we didn't get to see But he was him a secondary until, character. Yeah. But he was a secondary character. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he, even in Age of Ultron, he came around. Now he's going to be around longer. So it's like, it's just crazy. All these characters that we thought as like second tier are now like kind of clawing their way up and, and becoming main tier. And at the end of the day, we'll be around longer than like RDJ and, and Chris Evans and everyone. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think Happy Hogan's a different example than Falcon or even uh, Vision. Yeah, he is. Just because is. like uh, he has to like film what five days on a Spider-Man movie, and we're getting yeah. TV shows fe- featuring these other characters where it's hours with them and yeah. the bigger roles in fe- like Avengers movies, assumedly. Like, I mean, this is Captain America for God's sake. They, he was the character they introduced last at uh, the Avengers campus, like little thing. They had Anthony Mackie come out with the the little the the bag he carries the shield and he handed it off to the um you know disney whoever's and one of the people who's going to play falcon you know like on the i mean captain america on the ground like shaking hands hold on what did you just say i have no idea what you just said so disney they opened the avengers campus and they did a big show at disneyland at disneyland yeah Yeah. and they brought on falcon last I mean, uh, Captain America last and Sam and they played the new Captain America theme. That's the theme of the show. And it was funny. <laughs> you lost me again. They brought out Captain America last. Well, because they have like, you know, they're like announcing all the Avengers and they're like up on the Sam lit, Wilson you know. as Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Captain America. Okay. Okay. He's they brought Captain him out America last now. and then what happened? I know, but we'd have to get so just to like, he was kind of like the, the, like they saved him for last. Like he was the big, like special hero. Where Kevin Feige is like, oh, it seems like we're missing someone. And then Anthony Mackie walks onto stage from the theme from the TV show, which is the Captain America theme song, the new one. And he like he had the shield in the same bag from the TV show, and he handed he opened it and handed it to you know their actor, one of the cast members that will play Falcon and like the Disney the Disneyland cast members. Yeah, and you know wave okay. hands with people. And okay, you broke I, we broke it down. I understand fully what you said now. I apologize. <laughs> so I was I very slow on the uptake. So. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? Captain America? Fal- yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds, Anthony Mackie. I mean, it sounds about right. Yeah, good for, I mean, I think, I think it'll be a little bit longer than six to eight years, maybe a decade. Because um, as you mentioned, it's like two movies. I'm like, I could see maybe three movies. Yeah, or even if they could do the movie route for all of them, they could always do, like, I guess either the rumor is Captain America 4 is next, which I don't think they ever said officially, but we've all been talking about it. But I mean, they could also could do Captain America and Bucky as a TV show or something, you know, 
uh, who knows if he's actually in the event like in the avengers or not so be interesting to see what they do so what's next what is next? what's next on the docket uh thor five Thor five is that a possibility that is a good question i mean we're always asking these types of questions like too how, early <laughs> yeah how many well, Hemsworth is always always saying that he's he's up to play thor for for as long as they want him right or did i just yeah hear that quote so well, i think as long as they get good stories for him which they seem to be happy to make his i think he's the character out of all the the avengers that's had the most change the most growth from when we first met him in the first thor film to where he is now i mean but not many of the characters have had that kind of change so they can keep making stories i'd be more than happy to to keep seeing the adventures of thor because they seem to be very happy to change him or not change him in essence but to let him grow and, and explore and, and to basically a, rip everything away from him one movie at a time yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now things have got to be going back the avengers <laughs> all the guardians actually die in his film all the guardians <laughs> die him, no valkyrie dies freaking uh <laughs> taika waititi's character korg dies Natalie Portman dies. There's still there's plenty of people to die. That's all I'm saying. Well, Korg himself, Taika Waititi, um, is that how it's pronounced? That's how I've been pronouncing it for years. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Okay. I've been pronouncing it right with a little bit of an accent loss. Um, he's the one who has the quote. Well, first, have you guys seen the picture from like last week when they stopped filming? Of oh like, yeah, the, the one where he shows where, him when they show him like like too jacked doing, <laughs> doing a face. Oh yeah, and like Thor looks like. Yeah, he's super like, jacked. He looks like an eighties, like an eighties film star or an eighties action hero he's star. He's starting to look closer and closer to The Rock, who's like the biggest guy ever. Like, his, like I'm looking at the picture right now on our article about the Thor five, and yeah, he's more muscular than he hasn't even looked that muscular compared to the picture well, to that be we clear, saw. Yeah, that that picture that's there in the, in the article is the one from Thor Ragnarok, which he, yeah. he was still big for that movie, but like he is. Yeah. ridiculously big in Thor. He was thinner in that movie than I, I think the I think first so? two movies. Than the first two? Yeah, I think he was he was he had more practical muscle than glam muscle, I guess I would say. Okay. Um it was more he was like able to move around and jump around a lot, I feel like whereas yeah. I feel like especially in the first Avengers, I feel like he was just like yeah. Like, yeah, it was like show godlike musculature, but it wasn't very practical. Almost like the original, almost like the the first Batman suits. They look good, but they weren't practical whatsoever. And as as, as that's developed, they've become more functional. So you want to move um, your head? Or DBZ yeah, fans, yeah. it's almost like the stage in between Super Saiyan One and Super Saiyan Two, where they get really beefy, but you know the weakness is that they're super slow. So then they have to learn Super Saiyan Two, which just slims them down, but they're faster. Yeah. And they're just they're stronger and faster. So all that to say, Thor has gotten into Super Saiyan 1.5 mode at this point again, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he looks really big. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for breaking it down. You're welcome. In anime terms, if um, he keeps working, if he keeps working hard, Hemsworth, he'll, he'll he'll have a body like mine one day. He's he's doing work someday. <laughs> that kid, someday. that kid he, has yeah. a future. Yeah, he's got potential. So they've already asked Taika Waititi if they're going to do another one since Thor seems game or Chris Hemsworth seems game. And he's like, who knows if we do another one? That's the new story, <laughs> but it's not a no. Because <laughs> you know, they keep like, yeah, the other guys have decided to retire. I know I've seen evidence that Mark Ruffalo's in She-Hulk. They have a set photo of him like wearing the dots again and stuff. But we don't know if there'll be another Hulk in another Avengers movies, but it seems like Thor will be a mainstay for a while. Fight yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we Anthony did. Mackie, hopefully. I mean, who knows? Like, yeah, as we never know 
what the future holds. I mean, we haven't had an Iron Man movie since phase two. Um, yeah. And yet he was an integral part in mm-hmm. phase three. So it's That's like crazy. Yeah. His third movie was just, they did the trilogy thing. Only technically it's not a trilogy because the story continues, but yeah, they had three movies. Third movie was the first movie of phase two. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Everything. He was just jumping in and out of other movies, you know, Captain America, Spider-Man, Avengers movies, hopping all around. So it so doesn't really mean like anything. Left. Yeah. Then one last story before we move on to a new column. I don't know what we're going to call it. Well, we always well, get to, we always call the Marvel thing a different name per show. We have to call it oh, Loki. That's gotcha. why that's my new column. Because, yeah, we're just doing Loki this week because there's plenty to talk about there. We're not gonna, we didn't watch anything else to go with it. We'll be good. But last thing. A Loki, a Loki, a Loki. I was thinking use look with it somehow. So I agree. A Loki, a Loki, a Loki. Looky, looky, here comes Loki. That's looky, also looky, a hook looky, reference. Loki. Those are both long. <laughs> looky, looky, Loki view. No, okay, fuck it. We'll get to that part. What's the last story? <laughs> last thing I want to talk about was just um, we haven't got uh, we got a poster for Jurassic World Domination, uh, which Domination. actually features the it. <laughs> <laughs> what's, he, what's he excited about domination that Malcolm? the domination oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah t-rex in, in tight spandex leather PVC well we might imagine, be seeing that. i just imagine a t-rex with like a ball gag i don't know why we, we might actually be seeing that because this is the first what? time in jurassic park history we've seen 65 million years ago and he can't get it out of his mouth <laughs> <laughs> or Rexy, time to dick. Oh God, it was an hour. Now an hour, a little bit less than an hour. Oh, that wasn't a dick thing, though. To be clear, it was Not just there. a sex thing. You can't have sex without dick. Well, never mind. Yes, you can. You can't have sex without yes, dick. You can't. <laughs> can't spell sex without dick. No. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. There's no, there's no crossover in letters. Not None even of a single letter. Zero. Not a single letter. <laughs> they released a poster, um, which uh, shows the mosquito biting the original T-Rex, um, and they also released a picture with a dinosaur with feathers. And these scenes actually are from 65 million years ago. Like, not literally. They didn't have a time machine, but uh, <laughs> it's like the first time we're <laughs> floating back. And actually, and they're going to have. A uh, the, the big part of the news is they're doing something I haven't seen someone do in a while. Um, is they're putting five minutes of the film before Fast Nine in IMAX, um, and they actually have descriptions of the clips. The first clip I won't discuss the second one because I don't remember it. It must have been that exciting. Second one's a modern day. The first one literally is 65 million years ago. Shows the mosquito, and we meet the original T Rex that was cloned. And there's a little battle between dinosaurs and stuff. So nice Love and it. then just the other part i won't even read the quote from him but there's an article about how he uh director colin trevorrow trevorrow whatever who's back from I uh it could be right uh who was back from uh doing the first one um and who's always been a writer and kind of actually had a plan with these movies which is ironic um jurassic world trilogy had a plan and it was why is it ironic i was just kind of comparing it to star wars jj didn't oh, have okay. a plan but colin trevorrow had a plan <laughs> For a different yeah. franchise because um, he was involved closely with the second one um he's comparing it to james bond and jason Bourne because it's a it's a movie where you'll see exotic locales as our 
oh. our main cast travels across the world to like chase the dinosaurs that are free or some shit. Oh, that's the other scene that they showed a little bit of. It's a scene of a T-Rex attacking uh, a drive-in movie theater while people are watching nice. a movie, which sounds awesome because I actually love T-Rex like, in San areas, Diego. Like camping areas and say like, this is a dinosaur. This is, this is dinosaur country. You know, kind of like how you go camping because this is bear country. So they have like bear boxes. I think they have so. dinosaur boxes. Um, did you ever uh, did you ever watch the short film they released a year or two ago? Directed Ooh, by Colin Trevorrow. I might have. About a, a family camping. And like, yeah, mm. they kind of talk about where it's like, yeah, you ever get me ever get any predators out here. But um, like C2 Triceratops or whatever. No, then uh, the uh, an Allosaurus or something attacks them and it's I really love that because it that was as good as the original stuff. The other d- movies haven't been, but that short film he showed like Spielberg s tension from like a baby hanging in a uh, not literally hanging. Let me finish my sentence in a, <laughs> in a car seat in a flipped over thing, and the dinosaurs like it's between the dinosaurs and the parents, and like a very Spielberg shot of the car seat upside down and like, huh, the dinosaur yeah, I should eye. Watch that that's really, really good. It's way better than either of the Jurassic World movies or Jurassic. I like the Park first three. Jurassic World. I like that. one. I actually do yeah. too. I and I like the third, second one as a guilty pleasure of it. So bad. I like. I liked. Uh, I think I like the first part of the second one mostly. That's the best part: the opening scene and the ending scene. Well, not the opening scene. Basically, until they leave the island. Oh, really? You actually enjoyed the island stuff? Or they have, like, <laughs> I felt really sad when that stereotypical that game warden. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Apparently, I don't you know. You were that sad when I, they left, and the the dinosaur was like, "See the brachiosaurus." Yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, I felt things. Really sad. I felt like crying. I actually enjoyed the movie like, quite a bit more when they got to like. But the I Golden hated Castle. when that fucking when that fucking kid was like, Psh, "They're like me. I have to let them out." I'm like, "Oh my god, no!" Yeah, that, that was that was an excuse. Well, was, I, I pulled a Jonesy. I pulled a Jonesy yeah. right there, and I was like, "Fucking child, kids, child, kids." Fucking kids, you know, doing stupid things emotionally. That's Jurassic Park for you, the entire franchise. Well, the, the article came out with David Kep, the writer of like Jurassic, the writer of Jurassic World. I mean, no, Jurassic Park and the Lost World and like Indiana Jones, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but also like Mission Impossible. Yeah, he's he's a long history in Hollywood. He there's an article where he was like, I tried to talk Spielberg out of the gymnastic scene in the Lost World where that. The girl, the daughter of Ian Malcolm, defeats the uh, Velociraptors with gymnastics. That was bad. Yeah, that was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, cringeworthy. They almost had a moment like that in Love Actually, but they cut that out because Richard Curtis, I think. Was that Richard Curtis? Is that who it was? There are dinosaurs in Love Actually? No, there are no dinosaurs. There's (laughs) gymnastics. I'm talking about where he was doing gymnastics at the airport to get to the girl that he liked. He did gymnastics over things, but they're just like, no, we're not going to do that. Let's so just have him sh- run up. Yeah. Yeah. They had him run up instead. That's a better decision. Yeah. That's a much better decision. That's a better decision. Let's have a gymnastics movie without gymnastics. Better decision. <laughs> Always. Honestly, I, no, it isn't. I, I, I don't mind gymnastics. I was just. And with that, that's all the news. Woo. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go into Looky Looky. Here comes Loki. Or. Yeah, we're going with it. I know what this place is. The timekeepers have built quite the circus. 
and I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Loki premiered this past Wednesday and it came out and people mostly seemed to like it. And uh, yeah, it was very personally, I'm just going to jump into my impressions. I think it was the single best episode of Marvel television we have had to date, in my opinion. Uh, I was entranced. Yeah, I was entranced from the very beginning. Uh, At the beginning, I was just like, oh, this would have been a cool post-credit scene in like Avengers Endgame. But obviously where he showed up and then the time people take him away. And then once the portal closes, boom, that's the end of it. And it could be like, (gasps) but obviously that didn't happen. It was a good intro to the movie or the show. They go in and they he gets introduced to the TVA uh, time variance authority. And it just like, it is part Marvel part, Dr. Who part, Brazil. the good place part, Brazil. It's just also weird. Cabin in the woods a little bit to the, why? Because of the, you know, there's this whole supernatural thing going on in the MCU. And then we're like cutting to like an, it's supernatural too, but then we're like cutting to like oh. the office building yeah behind the inner workings of everything we've seen you get to see sort of like the uh the boring bureaucratic desks and bureaucratic uh and ennui ish type stuff of people just going about their day that guy living behind a desk and not understanding what a fish is because (laughs) he doesn't like it just really makes makes our life seem really nice because of how much they just spend in an office it's all about pushing paper and life soul-sucking jobs even in the mcu um but yeah i just thought like the world building was just so good um i liked that we got to see a glimpse deeper into what makes loki tick as a person this is the first time we really get him opening up about his emotions and i was actually really surprised just how much of the episode was them just sitting around and talking and how much i just could not look away it was yeah i was really pissed off when it ended it was 50 minutes or something i was like oh no wait wait, god damn it yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. So you yeah. liked it too, Danny. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I did. I, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely, and I know it's only been one episode, but you know, it's, I am super excited about next week's episode. I've never had that with WandaVision or as much as I enjoyed Winter Soldier more, it was never can't wait till next Friday. It was, oh, oh, it's Friday. The new episode's out. I'll watch it. This one, I'm like, fuck, it's only Thursday now. God, it's got to wake another week. I'm super, super stoked about it. And I can't help but think, you know, even the little side characters that had only one or two lines, like the guards that were there to tell him to take a ticket, they all had some sort of personality that made me smile. Take a ticket. Take a ticket. It was just little things like that. Just every scene Eden had, even if it had absolutely no relevance in the big scheme of things, it had absolute wonderful relevance at the time. I really enjoyed it. Even I just love how much of... It felt like such a, like going to town hall or city hall, where it's just so soul sucking, just being in there and just how shitty people are going to be for no reason at all. Like the guy was just like, oh, that guy tried to get, I tried to get him to give me a ticket, but he didn't give me a ticket. I'm like, you lying dick. Like, yeah, but that character, then, he appeared at the beginning and I thought, ah, oh, he, and, he and Loki are going to have some sort of relationship. And then he appeared again and then he appeared again and then was just dusted. i guess we're not gonna see him again then this was one of this was one of a handful of times i mean it's in the trailer this is one of a handful of times that we actually saw loki get scared 
was the second that guy was zapped he was just like oh fuck did i lose my ticket in the walk between there and here and he was like frantically looking in his pockets and uh he found it i was just like that's real feeling i've had that before where i'm like oh shit did i lose my boarding pass in between the check-in and the freaking gate yeah only it's not death I definitely want time that lost. moment too, where it's like, yeah, even like a movie ticket, where it's like, shit, am I going to buy another one? Like back in the day, when there wasn't assigned seats. Yeah, and it was um, that was awesome. And that guy who played that guy, the the guy who got zapped, I remember him catch, from Thirty Rock and from Better Call Saul. Did you catch out why? Not necessarily why he was there, but who he was. I missed it the first time I caught. I no, who was time. he? He's the son of an executive at Goldman Sachs. Okay. He says that. I mean, that's just an interesting little thing where he's oh, like, "Oh, I was my wondering." Dad if works like, at Goldman it, Sachs. Is there like a real world? You. Is there a real world <laughs> analogy that you're saying he's connected to, or just that he's Goldman Sachs guy? I mean, I assume they're making a commentary on uh, them being like an evil corporation, <laughs> but no, it's oh. just a fun like joke. He didn't have to be anybody, but just having that line. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like, hear that. I thought that was rich, interesting. I mean, like a trust fund baby getting his because <laughs> he somehow broke the <laughs> it kind of makes timeline. sense but it also kind of doesn't it's just like it's it's it makes no sense because you have no idea of knowing if you broken the timeline because you're just going about your day yeah. Yeah. so it's, it's, i guess it's, my it's overall thoughts um it's hard to agree with you guys but i want to because i do love falcon okay. so much and i thought that was actually a great opening to a show because they actually had like the biggest action scene we've seen so far in any of these and it looked great well i'll agree this is the best start to a show and part of it's because it it just there's like wandavision took many episodes to even set up what we thought we'd be doing um falcon the winter soldier took about two episodes to get there where there's like a, a falcon episode and a bucky episode this is just like okay here's the plot here's what you have to do like this show wastes no time and just in addition to being very quirky and having great Owen Wilson isms that I didn't know he was even capable of anymore. It just, I like it because it, it just starts. It, everything is started. Like there's no mystery to it of like who made the bubble and is this going to create a multiverse? And there's no like waiting to like figure out the for Falcon to like realize who the bad guys are. That's just, yeah, here's, here's enough to change Loki so that he understands that where as far as he's gone in the other timeline and and then we're off to the races of catching the other variant so we can do a full spoilers now because all we said so far i agree with jammers in the trailer um but actually so. i do want to have, let's talk into full spoilers there's something that i know you've had a chance to view twice i'm confused by the multiverse concept of this world because the way it is and this i'll tell you the way i see it and you can tell me where i'm wrong the way i originally saw it was that there's like a multiverse meaning that for every decision you make there's a new world that's being created and you kind of branches off into each other we have a whole string of many different lines like god knows how many number of them i assume that because he uh, by he i mean loki somehow what he did was somehow even outside of those many planned timelines and as a, but it's not a singular timeline it's still many planned timelines which still confused me because he kept talking about how like the mom always dies, but I'm like, but does she every single time considering there's a multiverse? Like, I'm not entirely yeah. sure considering we know like all these different alternative things. Like how does the multiverse play into what is considered correct or time? So yeah, I'm ready to be educated, Nick. I didn't explain that very well, but hopefully you understand. No, 
I got it. I think that is probably in the same level. I have the same kind of questions, Jammer. I'm not quite sure how that works. Uh, go, uh, go, Nick. Marvel Multiverse Mondays presents Loki Thor's Days, which is out as we record this. So it'll be out tomorrow if you want more Loki talk after we discuss it. Kyle called Kyle and I interpreted it different ways the first time I watched it. When I first time I watched it, I thought they talk about the multiverse war and the timekeepers, which isn't literally a war between multiverses of like people in the multiverse going to other multiverses, but just like them almost bumping up into each other and crossing over. Um, I thought that as that there was no multiverse originally when I watched it and they, they just cleaned it up into one multiverse, but that's not the case upon rewatching it. Okay. They, the multiverse is just all running together in time. Like, the, and it's not, it's not the string theory multiverse where every decision jammer makes differently. He goes a different direction. It's okay. completely different multiverses. This one, the like my never dive and have an earth on it, let alone the Avengers like this one, like just, yeah, it's just a bunch of universes. They're all on the same timeline for some reason, even though there's talk of like old Loki in the series and stuff. And then everyone, and it's the sacred timeline because they decided it was, <laughs> you know, this is what they want to happen. So, you know, as you see in the video, one guy is late for work, like, and that's not supposed to happen. So even he gets removed. His timeline is erased, which is pretty dark in this show by just blowing it all up. And, and then he was, he gets erased too. That's, this is in the beginning video. Cause they're like, they made, that's how simple it is that you could miss work and you weren't supposed to be late that day. Based according on to timekeepers decided. According to an infinite, a lot of different, or is it just each timeline piece of the multiverse has its set time, has its set thing. And if you fall without that set that. thing within your world, then, okay. So somehow, but the Avengers going to alternate multiverses, alternate. Oh, but that was in within their timeline. Yeah, and they, so as they say in the episode, they were approved time. to do that. That was supposed to happen. Whereas, like so Loki that was, wasn't. I, I can't. I, I kind of stop thinking multiverse. It's not multiverse there. That's still within the same timeline, even if yeah. it's. But it would have branched off okay. in a different timeline if they hadn't returned the shit. Because uh, they, oh, it's gotcha. literally a deleted scene where she calls them branches, uh, the, the ancient one in Endgame, and Cap uses that term later in the movie about he's going back in time to clip off the branches, and they use clip, and they use they, they say that a lot in this episode. They use so we have not yet ex- gone into another multiverse. We have just, but wait, no, we have. We've have gone we? on to other dimensions, but not in other places in the multiverse. Oh fuck me! Like have we not? She talked. When what about been... what about Captain America? Because when Captain America goes back in time, he goes off into his own little universe. But uh, maybe that's why it's. I don't know. That's the only part. Which weirdly, there's a blink and you'll miss it. The internet's convinced it's her. I just think it's the way everyone dresses inside the TVA. Um, when Loki's running through the hallways, escaping, there's a shot of someone dressed just like Peggy Carter in the background, including the hairstyle, walking with a time variance authority officer in through like a door you know the <laughs> doors that just appear so it's like oh maybe they are cracking down on cap and his other timeline but oh interesting i don't yeah because because that's i just think they once dress he's, weird once he sticks around there and honestly once they all do stuff in there like tony going back and stealing that that creates a variance where there are now fewer pin particles or them going back and but that was all things. approved except for the loki part like the avengers were approved Why, in the timeline I, to grab all of it because that's where she's like, that was supposed to happen. You weren't supposed to grab the Tesseract, but they were, the vendors were always meant but to. Those, but those are still to happen, but they don't necessarily keep a straight branch. They still branch off into other things. 
Well, they would have branched off unless they were all put back. And the only one that could but that, be put but you're back ta- you're was assuming the Infinity that, Stone. But there are other things too, like him. Well, let's see. I guess it's, there's it depends. Like there's probably a certain level where it's like this is if you do enough things, this is not going to affect anything. However, if it's vast enough that it will affect and actually create a branch, then it's a problem. So I'm trying to think here if there's anything that any of the Avengers did while they were back in time that could negatively affect things. Like for example, you meet. Oh, well, I don't know. But that doesn't necessarily affect anything. I know, but like it could, but he names it himself could. basically. He names, well, he's like, I'm. No, he names his, he said, I'm Howard. He said, I'm Howard Potts. Oh, it was like, what name are you thinking of? Yeah. It's like Anthony. Um, so that doesn't, that doesn't do anything, I don't think. So let's say he doesn't do anything. So that doesn't affect the time stream. Visiting the ancient one doesn't affect the time stream. The biggest she thing. She knew that, that was coming, in fact. She's like, oh, I mean, you're too early because she's seen the future. I would argue that. Thanos's entire army coming into the future would create a new branch within 2012. That, that seems quite. That seems quite a big event. That seems quite. Yeah. If, yeah. Important. So here's here's what I'm at. Here's where I'm at. It doesn't make any sense, but it, whatever. Well, <laughs> Let's just enjoy it. That's what I'm thinking. I don't yeah, think it makes sense. I don't think there's a way you could explain it that it makes sense. But just enjoy it. Kind of like how I felt with Avengers. We're clearly. The writers and the uh, and the uh, and the directors don't agree with time traveling with Cap time traveling back and giving them the shield. Like the writers think that, oh yeah, he just lived life up until now and then gave it away. Whereas the directors are like, no, because the past doesn't change. Going to the past doesn't change the future. He's gonna have to have come back to the specific specific time from another dimension in order to do it. And then we have this whole thing with sort of like the fuzzy nature of what is what and what considers a, t- a time crime, so to speak. And it just doesn't make sense, but whatever. It, it's good enough. It's well, here's fun. kind of the quote that I think is going to be important going forward. Um, and the director or writer of the show said the most important, the most important thing about the show for the MCU moving forward is all contained within the animated section. Like, and mm-hmm. especially this line, which ties directly into WandaVision and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, just because it uses two terms, right? Okay, well, there, here's the quote. I, I, I took two different parts. So, so veering off the path that the timekeepers created makes you a variant. And then the quote is, stepping off your path created a nexus event, which left unchecked could branch off to madness leading to another multiverse war. The two words there being nexus and madness, because it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So they're planting that. And then Wanda is a Nexus being, which we heard Nexus used a few times in WandaVision, mm. meaning she is the same across every multiverse, was what a Nexus being is. Whereas Loki was, I think they mentioned Nexus beings in this episode too, and saying that Loki isn't a Nexus being, he's a variant. Yeah, I mean, he can't be because there's a variant of him running around. Yeah, exactly. People. That already that makes it inconsistent. Offering people gum that makes your teeth turn really blue. I think that's the important thing for the show itself and the MCU is they explain what will happen like there will be another multiverse war that could lead to like secret wars after doctor strange is what really what seems to be pointing to and secret wars is how they first time it was how they introduced the x-men to the avengers and stuff because they never crossed over until secret war which was an event paid for by mattel so they could sell the action figure or action figures and then secret wars which was in the last 10 years was about combining the ultimate universe with uh the marvel cinematic universe you know so bringing in uh one of the main things it did is like Spider-Verse. Did you just say Secret Wars twice? Was yeah. One was the one paid for by Mattel? 
the one in the 80s the very first oh, crossover so there event two, in the history of comics secret wars yeah there's three actually yeah. Okay, but uh, okay. the third one, Secret Wars with an S is the only differentiation is, uh, is how they combine the Ultimate Universe and the R uni- and the 616 so that Miles and a few other characters can come over to regular continuity. Because Miles, and just like in the movie, Miles was different universe. His Peter Parker died, so he became Spider-Man. And in order to get Miles hanging out with 616, they did Secret Wars. But that's all speculation. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Uh, so, can you convince me that all of this actually makes sense? It's a little. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> no, it's a little tricky. Though I don't know what they mean. All I know is that when the when the timeline hits the red dinghy and they don't erase the multiverse first, then uh, that's when they have a problem. And I didn't know it until the second watch. But of course, at the end, we see the variant of Loki grabbing one of the timeline ending bombs. But uh, I forgot that in France, she. She also, or I'm saying she, because a lot of people are thinking it's Lady Loki is the variant, um, took the one in France was also stolen from the Minutemen because they show up and they're all dead and the timeline hasn't been erased yet. Oh, that's the one that Owen Wilson visits? Yeah, when they introduce Mobius and Mobius. And really quick, when Owen Wilson was interacting with that kid and it was very much, they were keeping track. It's like the longer you spend with this kid, the more chance you have of affecting the timeline. And it's like, okay, now go away. And then like, he goes back to what he would have done normally, essentially. He back went back to course. The, well, he went back to erasing it. And I mean, that's, that's what's dark about it is if, yeah, they're, when they have those little Wait, reset erasing things, it. Are they erasing uh, it? They're destroying it. When they say they're snipping the clicks or they're resetting, resetting means we're wiping out the entire timeline because it's not supposed to exist. That's what those bombs do is they destroy that entire timeline. So that version of that little girl died after he sent her outside. Oh, that was a girl? I thought it was a boy. timeline. I thought it was just that that moment in time. No, like, for example, it would erase the new timeline that Loki created by stealing. So everything that happened after he stole, you know, like Back to the Future, it branched off when he stole the Tesseract. So when they set the charge, it destroys everything back to the point where he escaped. Okay. It erases everyone who's split, basically. But that kid, so it's just that kid, essentially. No, it's everyone who has lived in that timeline for what five, ten minutes or something. So that version oh, okay. of everyone gets erased. But they all, but they all continue in their own worlds. Yeah, but then there's, then there's the original timeline, the sacred timeline, which is supposed to happen. Oh, that these right. same people okay. are alive, but they erase anything that's gone off to the side. Like cl- clipping a branch means right. So they're, they're wiping they out on. everyone in the variant timeline. Yeah, they, they carry on. They're oblivious to what their future selves have lost. Yeah. But they carry the other, on. I thought you meant they wiped yeah. them from existence. I thought, that's a bit fucking unfair. That they now no longer <sighs> Well, they well, wiped the new versions like, from existence, but they have no idea. Technically, yeah, those are the alternate versions. Yeah, the alternate yeah, versions gotcha. are technically gone. Yeah, I so, gotcha. Okay. That's how yeah. that part works, as far as I believe it. So what I'm hearing is that it's it's not it doesn't really make sense, but it makes enough sense for us to care. So yeah. we'll go that route. We'll it go makes that comic book sense. It makes comic book sense. Yeah. Cool. Any other last thoughts about Loki? Yeah. The Infinity Stones, bro. Oh, that was great. Yeah, they have like multiple uh, copies of the same Thank Infinity you. Stones, even. It's like we just use them as paperweights. But like that shows how powerful they are within their own world. Know what I mean? Like, yeah. They have all the powers of all the Infinity Stones, someone pointed out. They can change reality, they can change time, they can you know move through space pretty easily it's basically the equivalent of like humans right now compared to humans you know 100 years ago or hundreds of years ago like 
what is that that's that expression like the the average person now has like a better quality of life than louis the 14th or something yeah and it's like nothing to us or it's like us just like flipping around on our phones mm-hmm. and just with a flick of our uh, like a couple taps get food instantly like, delivered to us or you know ha- are, are able to transfer millions of dollars or create an entire living within a small room in in an internet connection it's basically the equivalent of that except on a ma- macro scale because yeah i mean if someone were gonna do a heist they could easily grab more than one copy of each stone and get out of there and i just think that's very yeah, once interesting. you're out of the tva you have all the powers right Yes. So if you that grabbed was... all the stones and you somehow got back to Earth or to the oh, world, yeah. the real universe, you're Thanos again. Like you have yeah. the power. Or they of can Thanos. snip you. Or they can snip you. But um snap. But you could snap them before they snipped them. Snap and the snip. Uh, <laughs> what was another thing I wanted to know? I don't know. Obviously I loved Owen Wilson. I can't believe how good he Yeah, he was great. I don't know why it's obvious, because I mean yeah, I like I like Owen Wilson. This it's funny to, to a, a generation of people. This is going to be Owen Wilson for them. Yeah, with the gray hair That's and crazy. everything. Does he Not have gray a wow hair? yet? Um, no, no wow yet. Um, so, but yeah, I, like I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be the Coulson of this series. I think he's going to yeah. die at the end, and it's going to be very tragic. And I love seeing Coulson yeah. again, even though it's shots we've already seen. And it is. I don't know. I know it's just a scene we've seen before, but it's pretty powerful seeing and hearing Josh Brolin's voice in the Marvel Cinematic Universe again. You're like, oh, sh- I know he's dead, but oh shit, that's <laughs> Thanos. Yeah. But Nick, I, I think this is also, it was how, also how Marvel you, confirming you... that Coulson's Sorry, dead. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was what I was going to ask because I thought that, uh, and again, I'm, I'm pretty confident I've asked this question about 500 times. Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon? Because if it is, then Coulson's not dead, but that's been taken off canon now, is it? Because it used to be canon, didn't it? Uh, they it's used to canon. say that Netflix shows were, but and they actually, I was surprised. I watched like the first half of the seasons of Agents of Shield, and I was actually surprised how much they tie it into the movies for more. Like, of yeah, course, like, they uh, did for uh, Shield Falling for uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, like, I remember even Bill Paxton going Hail that. Hydra. Like, they talk about Sokovia and other stuff. Even well, I said Sokovia with the weird accent. <laughs> Don't you know, <laughs> so, like a like oh, a head on over to like Sokovia. a Midwestern accent. I was thinking like, like a leprechaun, leprechaun off to Sokovia. <laughs> That's a whole different accent. So I'm sure there's other things to say about it. Like I can't remember what else. I like Loki. Yeah, Loki. I thought, like I said, best hour of Marvel television we've had to date. I was the most engaged I've been from beginning to end. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. Good show. I hope it continues to be as good as it is now. And if you want to hear you know more that- conversation about it. Listen to Marvel Multiverse Mondays where Kyle and I talk about it longer and we point well, out I'm a lot gonna, of I'm going to drag this conversation. Out on Thursdays. You know that you know that bit when when he kind of opened up at the end and he was saying I do this because um, X Y Z. It we, we've seen Loki pretend that shit before. Mm. If there's anywhere in the it, well, I mean, he, he's he's feigned sadness before. He's he's put on shows before. If there's anywhere where the god of mischief could cause the most fucking mischief, it's in a place like this. Mm. Interesting. I thought it was sincere, yeah. but you're his, right. And he's already started to get his hang about how those little gadgets work and and where where how that world works. And that was just in his first what? Should we just assume his first fifty minutes of being there, the same as same as ours? 
if anyone was going to cause a load of shit in that place, it would be the god of mischief. And he did mention that he was a god of mischief at least five times in the first ten minutes. <laughs> I like so when I, Owen I, Wilson I, calls him on that. He's like, "What? This isn't mischief." Like, <laughs> yeah, just it doesn't sound like mischief that. to me. <laughs> One detail I didn't ask. Oh. You think there's potential there that he's actually just playing the game and seeing what he can get away with, what he can do, et cetera, et cetera? I know he'll play them as much as possible, but I don't want to... Yes, he'll play them a lot, but I don't think he'll go full, like, I'm joining the other Loki and we're going to take over the multiverse evil because we've seen that too often, I think, of Loki making Yeah, I think by, by Thor Ragnarok, they realize that we're like, we're ready to see him change. So I think it would make sense for him, this version of him to change quicker than that one took to change seems like the video got i mean they were able that's what's amazing about this episode they were able to at least unless he's lying completely like danny may be right that they got a whole 10 movies worth of change done in an hour yeah <laughs> i mean 10 yeah. years worth of change i done mean in an hour seeing by your entire future seen. yeah seeing your entire future could definitely prompt change so i don't think it's unrealistic or unrewarding for that to happen i like the tears he has not just for when his parents and stuff die, but when him and Thor are working to, I mean, together, he's like crying. And then they got to make that snap sound so vicious when his neck got snapped because they didn't show it. So they're able to increase the sound effects. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, and there's some other interesting stuff in it. <clears throat> you know, obviously there's the D.B. Cooper thing, which I love because it was a bet with Thor. Yeah, that was great. Like it's when we said Heim when he said Heimdall, I was like, is Heimdall in on this? Like I just imagine this guy like, oh, this yeah, fucking kid. Fine, I'll pick you up. <laughs> but then uh like and there's other little details like that too, that uh Owen Wilson's actually drinking a discontin it's not like a Marvel made up brand. Owen Wilson, that tab. soda he's drinking is a discontinued soda. Was it tab? I for some reason. No, I it's it was something tab. more someone I've never I heard of. Know. I've obviously heard of tab, but he's drinking an obscure one that's been hasn't been in production for decades. Yeah, this one, this the whole setting was like what seventies, I feel like. But at the same time, no time. But that's the look of it, yeah. But it yeah, just gives the idea that they can jump into any time period they want and be like, "Well, this is my favorite brand of soda. I'm going to the, I'm going to the Seven Eleven in nineteen seventy three or whatever, just for, to grab some of my favorite soda, or maybe I'll send the intern." Um, what's the soda called? It was defunct. Soda. I think I wrote it down. I, d- I didn't even think we saw the Josta. Josta. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, that's it, yeah. but I'm trying to think of when it was. Uh, Josta, first, some background. 1995, before the caffeinated energy drinks like Red Bull became a staple, oh, yeah. PepsiCo made an initial drink. foray into this potentially lucrative market by test marketing Josta in the Phoenix area, according to 1996 AP story. The following year, the company did a wider rollout of the red-colored carbonated beverage, touting a special ingredient, guarana, a caffeine-rich berry common in Brazilian drinks and now commonly found in U.S. energy drinks like Red Bull, Monster, and Rockstar. There's other stuff, but... Just stuff like that. Marvel knows their details. And no, Kyle and I are not talking about Mephisto at all. Oh, Yeah. I mean, and we're not uh, the direct. The director said it wasn't. So no, and I already at this point, I'm like, even if I think it's him, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. There's too much <laughs> backlash. You, too much backlash. Except you did. You but did the, talk uh, about it. What's that? Now. Oh yeah, I'm bringing it up as a joke because one of the things <laughs> I thought he was in Wandavision was because of the stained glass window, but they already explained that away pretty easily. Well, they were obviously Loki. Yeah, Loki. and that's that's the. Uh, Kyle thought it was she pointed to it just because she saw it as a devil, but I think, and 
Loki was whatever Loki was was wearing the horns and is dressed in green like the devil. So I, I was like, no, he doesn't. None of the Lokis walk around in horns unless they're giving speeches. And I'm like, I think she pointed the picture for the horns more than the fact that it was a devilish creature. But I do have one last question about it that I also asked Kyle. Um, what reward do you think Loki will get if everything goes right? I don't think everything will go right, but let's say they complete the mission perfectly. Is Kyle thinks Loki will get a position at the TVA, but I'm like, well, like, will they give him back his life? Will they plop him down in the timeline, like in 2025 or something? And be like, here's your life back. You can be back in the main timeline. Obviously, I think things are going to go crazy based on Doctor Strange and some others, you know, and I don't, I don't actually imagine the show having a happy ending. And I wouldn't be surprised if Loki dies eventually before he is, but like, I'm just wondering what he expects to get. Uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, what he, what he gets or what he expects to get? What you, if everything goes right, what his reward would be? What he expects to get or what it will be? What they're offering. What it will be, but it actually won't be because it won't go perfectly. Yeah, I think I think he'll continue. Like Maybe he can continue off in, in 2025 or whatever forward. And so they maybe plop him back in, then, you think? Yeah, and then maybe uh, he could show up in Thor Love and Thunder. What? What? That would have leaked somehow. <laughs> It leaked everybody yeah. else in that movie. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm satisfied with glorious purpose. How many uh, episodes is this show? Do we know? Ten? Six. I think it's six. All What's the hour it? long. Kevin Feige wants every show to be six hours. Letter whether it's uh, thirty minute episodes, like one, like which is why WandaVision was nine episodes long, or if it's hour long episodes, just six episodes. Cool. Good. I like that. that. Yeah, six like, seems like perfect. That. So, and All of right. course, interestingly, this will cross over with, uh, not crossing over, crossing over, but we'll still be watching this show when Black Widow comes out. No, oh, is that, shit, oh, that's yes. true. Yeah. And I assume that'll happen a lot in the future uh, since there are four Marvel movies left. And like, I think they announced there are six Marvel TV shows coming out this year. So there are five, though. No. There's Ms. Marvel's coming, right? Ms. Marvel's Marvel, coming this year. Hawkeye, and uh, What If. And What uh, If is apparently more count. attached to the MCU than we thought. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was just sort of like a side thing. It is, but maybe it'll deal with some of these timelines that get broken or something. Oh, right. Because it is the Watcher, and he's just kind of looking at all of it. And of course, I do expect to see Kang in this show, because they yeah. cast him pretty early for Ant-Man and the Wasp, even if we just see him like a Thanos-type character. Mm. This is leading up to it. I think it's, as they say, Kevin Feige says it's the most important anime, I mean, TV show so far as far as connections. I think it'll have connections to Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, uh, Ant-Man, and I think because I think we're going to build up Kang as our next Thanos, even if it's not 10 years of teasing him, like maybe an Avengers movie or two. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. Cool. But yeah, great television show so far. I really hope it sticks the landing. They got five more hours. Come on, Marvel. You got this. Hell yep. yeah. I'm with you. Uh, really quick. I don't want to dive into a whole watch who watches. Do you watch Mythic Quest, Danny? Yes, sir. I haven't started season two yet, though. So if you can talk about it, it's fine. Absolutely fine with the spoiler stuff, but don't go too no. deep into it. I haven't no, started yet. I, love it. I, just, I think it's fucking brilliant. Uh, season two, I think, is better than season one so far, especially oh, they have brilliant. They have their uh, one-off episode in season one. They had that one episode where you followed the game developers, played by James yep. Johnson and what's her name? Uh -huh. And this one, they have another one of those episodes. It's so good it yeah. is so good it's a flashback actually i'm not gonna say I'm i even say what it is about it but yeah i tell I you what, I, i've got it. the day off tomorrow i'm gonna watch it tomorrow there you go that's it tomorrow, tomorrow. 
Yeah, do it. It's it's great. I'll like, add a, a short character stuff. Who watches just because it it shows a change in my taste slightly. I watched the first season of Castlevania and I liked oh, it. Oh, and that's I, anime. I thought it was. It's not anime. It's it's America produced. Doesn't count. <laughs> it's that I'm style kidding. for sure. That's what I was gonna ask too. Like, oh, I mean, like it's fine. I mean, sure, it's anime style. Um, yeah, sure, you can call it anime. But I still, th- I still in my mind delineate a little bit from, you know, I put it over there with like Avatar, where it's just like American produced animation that kind of takes on the style of anime. This looks way um, more like anime but, than I think Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's really stylistic. It is stylistic. Um, but yeah, it's. I thought it was. I've watched the first season, and I thought it was fine. And I haven't really watched beyond that. I hear I it's I'm great halfway though. Halfway into the second, uh, halfway into the first episode of the second <clears throat> season. So, so it's good. You like it. Yeah. What is it about that you like? It's just a cool story. I don't know. I I like I don't know. I like how I, I really got a simple into question and, and you're like episode. stumbling over yourself. Well, it's I like vampire cool. I stuff. I, I just like I don't know. I like vampire stuff. And yeah. when I got into the second episode, I, I really enjoyed Simon Belf- Belfont's character. He's just he's, he's a constant teen. He deals with supernatural shit. He's sarcastic as hell, and he's an asshole, like and a drunk. So it's like watching more Constantine <laughs> to me. He's a very Constantine character. So but he knows his shit but he's still drunk <laughs> so yeah yeah i remember i vaguely remember him i should get back into it. i like those castlevania games a lot i actually was feeling i was like i want to play castlevania except there's no castlevania really available on a system that i own right now or at least not a metroidvania castlevania so i just downloaded blood bloodstained ritual of the night which is close. essentially that <laughs> it's close it's, it's okay i'm a little disappointed the character control feels really heavy um and the graphics are kind of ugly, so it didn't quite scratch the itch, but it was good enough. I'm re- I wanna, I wanna dig back into dig back into some of like the uh, dig back. We did it. <laughs> dig back into one of like the uh, like Symphony of the Night or one of like the Game Boy Advance slash DS games mm. that were amazing. They were so good. Cool. And that's all I have to say. Same. Cut the check. Me too. I got nothing. All right. Well. That wraps it up for this episode of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Uh, if you want to see some great stuff, go to lrmonline.com, of course. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us, Give us a five-star rating. Tell us why you love us. And if you do that, we may very well mention it on a future episode of the podcast. So yeah, go to Apple Podcasts, five-star review, and tell us why you love us. And um, follow us at LRM underscore exclusive on Twitter, the official site there. And what about you, Nick? Where can people find you? At Geeky Nick Doll. And again, if you want more in-depth Loki talk, check out this week's issue. Well, I'll call it an issue, but it's comic book of uh, Marvel Multiverse Mondays presents Loki Thursdays, um, which by the time you listen, it actually came out early Thursday morning. You can watch it too if you want on our YouTube page. And where can people find you, Daniel? I occasionally surf the Twitterverse on Danny K. Bartlett um, and occasionally get involved in that lovely Discord channel too. So please join us there if you have any comments, questions or queries about anything we've said tonight, whether you agree or whether we talked a load of bollocks or not. <laughs> All right. And you can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter and you could become a patron of mine at patreon.com slash ajcerna where you can get all sorts of updates and exclusive goodies on some books that i have coming down the pipe and yeah you can find all my books under the name aj cerna on amazon and audible 
So oh, dude, that about that, wraps that it up. Artwork. Sorry, that that artwork for the new mage, uh, I forget her name. That that's really fucking cool, uh -huh. by the way. Yeah, I really oh, like that. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's cool. I can I show you, I, I can show you a little you. something. Yeah, that was really cool. Let's see here, Holmes, see if I can pull this up right now. Is it here? I know this is terrible radio, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Fuck it. Actually, no, I can't find it. We'll show you off camera. But thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> Hasta lasagna. Tokianianya. Mission accomplished. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.